Hey everyone, welcome to Impact Marketer. Today's guest is a serial entrepreneur, personal finance YouTuber, and social media influencer. He's recently launched Core Capital Realty, a residential real estate brokerage serving LA and Orange County. He also runs a photography business, models, and has an Amazon FBA business. His YouTube is where he posted side hustle progress and has been able to explode on social media using TikTok. He's had to overcome camera shyness to dominate the YouTube space. He's used lockdown as an opportunity to go all in on YouTube and monetize it for his first month, generating a nearly 10K month with 40,000 subscribers. He was able to purchase a dream car, an i8 Roadster by age 27, and he's providing value and guidance in a time where most are questioning their job security. Please help me in welcoming Charlie Chang. Hey, how's it going? That <laughs> intro is amazing. Wow. I mean, it's easier. Really appreciate it. <laughs> so appreciate you jumping on and having such yeah, a- excited to be on the podcast. Cool, man. So yeah, man, on today's episode of Talk of the Day with Ronnie Hay, we're talking mindsets. You know, I got a few questions. You know, I was looking at your YouTube channel and um, just so many great talking points. So the okay. first question is like, uh, you know, you have a video talking about why you started YouTube, even though you hate being on camera. And you yes. mentioned using a, a, you know, a ritual to get into the right mindset. Could you walk us through that? Okay, so I actually don't remember what the exact ritual is. Could you, <laughs> could you refresh my mind? So I actually didn't uh, watch the video because I wanted to have it be fresh on this episode. Okay. <laughs> but hold on. So this is such a huge, huge point in, in like entrepreneurship and personal development. Like things change and we grow and we adapt, mm -hmm. right? So even though you, and I wanted to get at this point, it's like, I know you started that way, but you've been doing it for so long. Like what's that growth been for you, right? Like before you had to prep yourself in a certain way, how is it now when you have to get in front of a camera and produce content? Yeah. So right now it's a lot easier for me to get on camera. Uh, I, I, I want to say that I love it, but I still don't like it. It's still very natural for me, but that was like the whole point of getting started with YouTube um, and like all the social media stuff. I wanted to get outside of my comfort zone. I've never been like a really extroverted person. I've never enjoyed public speaking. So I was like, I, I love giving value to people, but how can I kind of benefit from it at the same time? So that's why I decided to start YouTube and kind of like film myself uh, making all these videos. Definitely was not something I enjoyed doing, um, but I like to think like with anything, it's like you put in the effort, you learn, and it becomes more and more enjoyable and you get better and it helps you with everything. So I've found YouTube to be a really helpful and instrumental part of my growth as an entrepreneur. Was there a, a trigger or someone telling you, hey, you should probably do YouTube or someone you looked up to maybe? I've always watched YouTube a lot. Um, it's funny because I actually, I used to really watch a lot of food vloggers. So that was like, <laughs> whenever I would eat, I would just watch people traveling um, eating and stuff. And I thought that was like really cool. They can make a living out of it. So I wouldn't say there was like one YouTuber that really inspired me to start making YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, it was more like just looking for opportunities to, to grow and um, learn and be able to, to make uh, as big of an impact as I possibly can. Sure. So I, I assume that mukbangs were like your favorite when they blew up, right? I think that's what they're calling the Korean uh, thing where they're eating on camera with you oh the what's it oh i forgot i think it's called mukbangs m-u-k-b-a-n-g i don't watch too much of that i, I watch <laughs> mostly people like um 
they like they they travel like in different countries and mm-hmm. they just film themselves uh eating at different food stalls street food all that all that stuff i love watching that stuff super fascinating man yeah yeah <laughs> you mentioned you know like how youtube has affected your growth as an entrepreneur how so the more eyes you have, the the more it helps you with anything. So I, I do believe mm-hmm. that building a personal brand is going to help with pretty much anything you do. Some of the YouTubers I followed before, like Christian Guzman, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a really big fitness uh, influencer. Mm-hmm. And you know he started off with his YouTube channel. And later on, he was able to build his own gym, his own clothing line. And he's like super successful. And so many other people have done that type of stuff where they, they built a personal brand first, uh, had an audience, and that resulted in a lot of free marketing for mm-hmm. their, their future businesses that they created. So I, I think um, YouTube has, I guess, put a lot more eyes on me, which um, has helped a lot. Yeah. From a, I guess, values or belief uh, point of view, what, you know, what does a personal brand mean to you? A personal brand to me, well, for what I try and do, I just try and put out a lot of um, free information mm-hmm. about like investing, stocks, personal finance, mindset, uh, productivity, all this stuff. So I've been trying to build this personal brand around not being scared of taking risks, not being scared of doing things that aren't traditional. So like being a lawyer or a doctor, which my parents, <laughs> my parents wanted me to be a doctor, but sure. ultimately I failed with that. Um, I know there are a lot, a lot of people that are in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. So I guess my personal brand is kind of aimed towards, towards those people. Mm. You want to be the person you wish you had when you were you know, living out those times in your life, when you were yes. scared and, and uncertain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when you were, I guess, being pressured by your family, um, what did you do? Or like, how did you get yourself out, out of there? How did you convince yourself that, hey, I should trust myself and go go for this? Um, so I've always been not like a assertive person. So I went through college with just doing science. My parents wanted me to go to med school and I was pretty good at it. So I was just like, you know, I don't think this is the right thing for me, but it just felt very easy. Like being able to say that I was pre-med and you know I'd be a doctor later on. So I just went with it. I think when I realized I really could not go into medicine, that's when I was like, I, I really need to step up my game and figure out what I want to do and have some more confidence in myself. It's been pretty natural for me. I, I just want to do something and then I'll just do it. Um, a lot of people get caught up in preparing too much or, you know, analysis paralysis. Hmm. There's just so much information these days online and you can spend like years just learning stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've always just been like, I'm going to learn as I do it. Yes. Um, There's different ways to do it. You know, like some people are going to be more successful, uh, really learning the stuff first and then doing it. But for me, I've, what's worked for me really well is just doing some initial research, you know, like having a good idea of what I'm trying to build is, and, and then just doing it and learning from the whole uh, like startup phase. Yeah, man, that, that, that learning process is so important. Um, yeah. I used to 
call myself like the lifelong learner. And then I realized how handicapped that was making me <laughs> because I was spending too much time researching. So that's super powerful. And I think it's like, well, you can be a lifelong learner, but you should be learning while doing stuff. Yes. At least that's how I see it. You know, yes, like, yes, yes, definitely yes. be a lifelong learner, but uh, turn some of that learning into some action. And I think it'll help a lot of people out. There's such thing as too much learning. And that's what I had to learn. <laughs> yeah. And they say like, yeah, you can read a ton of books, right? But sometimes it's just good to reread some books because Ooh. if we just get like, if we just keep reading more and more books, you're just going to get all these different ideas and stuff. And it's just, it's too hard to implement everything. So that's why I say. I'm dude, I'm so guilty of that. Like I used to read a book a week and yeah. they're all different books. And yeah. I was like, exactly what you said. Like I can't execute on any of these ideas because I keep taking in a new idea that sounds better or contradict, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's all. Like, I, I used to do that too. Yeah. It's like, it's so easy just to get caught up in that. Mm -hmm. Rereading. I, I have to do that. I, I, uh, I just started rereading uh, fiction books to like okay. wind down and sleep, but nonfiction, there's still like an emotional blockage. Like, oh, I already read this. I, I shouldn't go back. Yeah. I'll definitely give that a go. You yeah, mentioned, you mentioned not being assertive growing up and, you know, like on the, on the uh, I think big five, it's like agreeableness um, and disagreeableness. I could be messing those two up, but usually people start off uh, being disagreeable. And then as they get older, become more agreeable. Right. So I, I kind of saw that for me in college, I was kind of very arrogant, my way, the highway. And then afterwards yeah. I, I went too much the other way being agreeable. You kind of reversed that. You started off agreeable and became uh, less agreeable, Yeah, which is so. a, a trait that I think a lot of entrepreneurs need. Um, how did you go about doing that besides just trying things out? Mm, I think you just start to, for me, I think it was just gaining a bit more confidence in myself. So, I mean, growing up, I was never too confident. I was like, I was always sad about being Asian, um, grew up with like that whole identity struggle. Mm. Um, but now um, what's really worked for me in boosting my confidence is every day, like setting these tasks that you want to do, mm -hmm. um, all these habits and things, and then actually following through. So it's like you set these goals for yourself. And then if you actually hit them, no matter how small they are, they could be like as easy as reading 10 pages a day, or they can be as big as like, you know, making $10,000 in a day, but all these little things, they'll just like build up. And if you keep hitting these goals, no matter how small they are, that's what gave me more confidence. Hmm. And I started just learn from like watching people like Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, like they're very, you know, outspoken and hmm. it's just a quality that I thought was missing in myself. And that's why I'm trying to be more like that. For sure. Yeah. And I know, I know someone with a less organized approach to life is probably listening and thinking, okay, Charlie, I tried that for a week and I don't feel any different. My life isn't changing. So I'm probably going to stop doing these, these daily habits. What would you say to that? Well, I would say, look at these habits as like a job. When you're first starting out, it's extremely hard to keep doing them. And it's like, it takes a lot of brain power and willpower um, to actually follow through. But you can't just keep like doing it for a week. It's not enough for it to actually turn into a habit. So you really need to think of it like that, like have a mindset where building these habits is your job. Mm. That way it's, it's a lot 
harder to not do it, you know? And I, I just say, keep doing it. You won't see results in a week. You won't see results in two to four weeks. But if you keep doing it, it's going to, one, get easier. Uh, and two, you're going to start to see the effects. It's definitely not right away. Yeah, it's slow and then exponential for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how my my progress was. Like, it was very slow. Like my my entrepreneurial journey was very slow for like the first many years, but I just stuck with it. And I think yeah, more recently it's it's been doing a lot better. It started sort of hit that. How many years have you been in entrepreneurship? I would I would say I started. Right after college, because I, I didn't have a job, mm-hmm. graduated with no job, mm-hmm. um, applied to med school, mm-hmm. get in. I had a lot of failures. Like I took an EMT class, uh, tried to work as an EMT, um, but I failed my final practical for that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, I was doing a lot of graduation shoots, um, so I was just like, screw it, I'm I'm not gonna be an EMT. So I just never took my final. Um, yeah, it's. I would say I've been an entrepreneur since right after I graduated college. So that's like six, seven years? Yeah. Um, graduated in 2014, June of 2014. Got it. And when when was your big break? Like when, when were you like, oh shit, this is real. Like, I can be doing this for the rest of my life. I think I've always thought that. Mm-hmm. It's always been like, I'm not going to work for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just... My, my mind was like not set on not working for anyone. Um, so I've always known that I'm just going to create my own companies and just work for myself. Um, but I think in the last, in the last year, it's, it's really been doing better. Yeah. Nice. So <laughs> that's, you know, I hope that's pretty, I guess, inspiring for people listening. It, it took you five to six years until you finally get <laughs> a point where you're like, Yes, this is this is fucking amazing. This is it. Yeah, guys. Yeah, if you're if you're on that path, like, it's gonna take some time. I mean, you might get lucky and, or you're just really good at it, and then it's it's a lot faster. Like a lot of you guys are gonna be like that, but if it's slow, um, like, just keep at it, and it's gonna happen. You know. Awesome. And then uh, this segues perfectly into the next question of, you know, you're, you're big on personal finance, which I love personal finance as well. Mm-hmm. And the question is, how did it affect, how did your deep understanding of personal finance and practice in your daily life affect your mindset overall? I've always been extremely frugal, um, grew up extremely frugal. So I feel like that kind of tied into why I got into personal finance and it has its positives and negatives. So I'll start with negatives. Um, being frugal, I was not prepared to spend money on marketing. And I think that really hurt me in the first five years of my business. Like I wasn't able to invest money into myself and also into my businesses. So that definitely hurts your growth. So if you're out there, I would say like marketing is just so important. Um, It's going to like make or break your business. But the positives of being frugal got me to think like, how can I make my money work for myself? And I mean, one, one of the easiest way to, one of the easiest ways to make money is to just save more money. So I've always been into saving money investing, um, all this stuff. And I just, I think like schools don't teach enough of this stuff. So that's kind of why also I wanted to create more content about that, but sorry, what was that answering your question or? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was, that was perfect. Um, cause, cause 
to me, personal finance is kind of kind of like a life philosophy around money, but I think it applies to other areas. So, you know, that was perfect. You mentioned savings. Like, do you have a simple savings plan or strategy that you can share? I think the universal rule is just to save as much money as you can. And that, that means like not buying like ridiculous things. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't invest in your, pers- your, your self-improvement and, and your business and that stuff. I'm just saying save a reasonable amount of money put in a high interest savings account. And that, that way, like you can have money to invest. You can have money if something comes up like an emergency, if something comes up in business where you need to spend a lot of money, then that's perfect. So I'd say just don't spend money on things you don't need and save a reasonable amount. Hmm. Is a like 20% a month enough? Should it be more, should it be less? Oh, it really depends on how much money you make. The more money you make, the more you should be saving. Hmm. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That's a good rule of thumb. And and it really depends on your your lifestyle. Don't have lifestyle creep. We're just like if you make more money, you just spend proportionately more, right? That's mm-hmm. not a good thing to get into. So uh, you know, you mentioned lifestyle creep and not paying for things you don't need, but you also have an IA. So how does that fit into your personal finance plan? So that. That's actually, um, so I, I've always loved cars mm-hmm. um, growing up. Like I knew every single car, I was obsessed. So that's one reason why I got the car. But I would say the bigger reason I got that car was for marketing. And I was like, if I'm going to spend, you know, four or $500 on a, on a normal car, I might as well spend a bit more <clears throat> and get a car that I can kind of like whore out, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a car that I can use to... I guess market myself. And it yeah. sounds kind of weird, like, you know, using a car to, to get attention, but it really works. And it's it's been one of the best, in my opinion, um, expenses I've I've made. I attribute a lot of like my growth on social media to that car. It sounds yeah. ridiculous, but no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I I totally agree. Like when I was like I was researching you, I was like, he totally got a bang for his buck with his car. <laughs> And like, just a personal story, like right after I got this car, um, I was on someone's podcast and I think part of the reason I was on that podcast was because of the car, right? It just, it makes you stand out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And from that podcast, I got a client for real estate and made all the money back for the car for two years of my lease. Damn. So it's like, I guess I wasn't afraid to commit to spending that much money on a car, which was extremely uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. like to go into that dealership and getting the car was very foreign and mm-hmm. like uncomfortable um i've never spent that much money in my life but i, I knew like just take that chance and I, I think it's paid off pretty well i think that's a clear example of abundance mindset man that's that's pretty incredible <laughs> <laughs> uh that's cool man so Another mindset thing is, you know, you, you posted a video on um, and this one. I did watch all the way through about your cold showers, you know, tripling your income. And I know it didn't directly triple your income, yeah. but how did it influence your income? That one is a little clickbaity, but, <laughs> but I think like how you do one thing is kind of how you do everything. So when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, like even something as stupid as taking a cold shower, right? I think it will uh, affect other areas of your life. So I think it will make you do maybe like 
you know, five, 10% doing like doing things that you normally wouldn't do. And I think that just compounds the time and it'll, it'll make a big difference. So I think doing things, I think it, cold showers just got me in the habit of being okay with doing things I didn't like, but cold showers are also like the best thing ever. <laughs> you feel super good after. That's, that's true. No, I've, I've done it for a bit. They do feel yeah. amazing, but like convincing yourself to do it. <laughs> it's, it's good for you physically, but like that mental roadblock is, I know it's rough, but like I said before about the habit thing, like the more you do it, the more you, the easier it is, easier it is. And now I just feel weird if I don't take a cold shower, like it feels like something's missing. Okay. So are you at the point where you don't have the roadblock anymore? The mental roadblock? Oh, I have, I have no roadblock anymore. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, but I also, my tactic for cold showers is I take a normal shower first and then the last 30 seconds to a minute, I put super cold. Um, okay. That is much easier than going. A lot easier. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could just go into cold water. It's yeah. There's something comforting about like stepping into a warm shower. It's like a hug. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that, cool. That's kind of how I structured my, my showers. All right. Thanks so much for being on today's episode. It was really great. Yeah. Great being on. Cool.